Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's October 14th, 2022, and you know that means that the holiday season is just around the corner, friends. Now, we know that this holiday season has the potential to bring even more than the usual amount of stress because many, many of us in the awesome community right now are feeling the very unawesome squeeze of the economy right now. We've got inflation. Lots of us are still paying those higher tax bills that we owed. There's still things like shipping delays being an issue. We know that many of our awesomes are starting to think about, how are we going to do the holidays this year? Well, good news for all of us. I'm joined today by my dear friend and a longtime co-host, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Rebecca, first of all, hello and how are you? Hello, I'm good. (laughs) Here we are talking about the holidays in early October. (laughs) I know, I know. It's unusual for both of us, but you actually had the idea for this conversation when an awesome reached out to you on social media, right? Yes, this was by request. Yeah. Please do send us your requests anytime, you guys. (laughs) We love to hear your ideas for shows, and they often turn into some of our best conversations. This was by request from Laura. And I am so thankful for the suggestion. Here we are doing it. And I do think that Laura's request was so timely because truly, yes, it is October. And I've said millions of times on this show, I'm not a pre-planner. I know there are people that like to have all of their shopping done by Halloween and blah, blah, blah. And that is great. And I love that for you guys. That's not me. I am definitely last minute doing things. But here's the thing, Rebecca, you and I both know many of us know, you either pay for things with time or money. And so many of us who have relied on things that cost a little more, but were more convenient in the past, maybe this is the year that we want to invest some time starting right now to be able to have a festive holiday season, even though our budgets might be a little bit tighter than usual, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking for this conversation. Yes, and maybe even thinking outside the box of the types of gifts that we normally are interested in giving and receiving. How can we look at things a little differently and find things that are more economical for us this time around? Yep, we're going to get to all of that. We're going to be talking about frugal approaches to food, to activities, and of course, to giving gifts. We're going to get to all of that in just a little bit. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome.
Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that is going to support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm so thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. And speaking of your holiday shopping, I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again. If you are shopping Amazon this holiday season, we would love for you to do your shopping through our sort of awesome affiliate link. It's super easy. It is totally free for you. And believe it or not, it really does help support sort of awesome and the work that we do here, our community, when you use our link. Again, it's so easy. All you do is go to sortofawesomeshow.com slash Amazon. It's going to take you directly to Amazon. You do all of your shopping as normal. When you check out, Amazon sends a few dollars and sends our way. And so if you're shopping Amazon and you want to support Sword of Awesome at the same time, swordofawesomeshow.com slash Amazon is a very helpful thing for us. And I know that it'll make you feel good too. Okay, Rebecca, we have got some really great tips. A lot of it, you have reached back into your kind of frugal archives, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. You are definitely the frugal queen on the Sword of Awesome team. We're going to talk all things festive frugal holidays in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sword of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, something that's bringing a little extra gold and sparkle to your days. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? I am so excited to bring this podcast to you and to the Awesomes. I think Yay. the timing of it is great. Meg, I think you are the target audience for this content. Ooh, yay. Tell me everything. Okay, so the podcast is called Every Single Album, and it is hosted by Nora Printicati and Nathan Hubbard. They describe themselves as pop music enthusiasts. And okay. it hits that sweet spot for me of completely deep diving and fully analyzing something that is not at all serious. I love that. So the podcast started with them analyzing all of Taylor Swift's albums. Okay. All right. That is definitely, I am the target audience for that, for sure. I've been going back and listening, Rebecca, to the back catalog in preparation for the Midnight's release. So yes, timely, for sure. Okay. So only yesterday did I listen to my first episode of every single album and immediately knew that, yes, even though, okay, usually I like to listen to more than one episode before I bring something as like the awesome of the week, do a little bit more research. But I knew right away that this was so good and that the timing of it is perfect for you to binge this podcast as you are anticipating okay. the release of Taylor's album on October 21st. So what they do is they just go through Every song, they, go, they address things about songwriting, how the album was being presented in publicity, what was happening in the artist's lives. They go through all of Taylor's albums. They do Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. They do all of Adele's albums. They do all of One Direction. Oh, my gosh. They also Where do have this. I been? How have I not known this exists in the world? I'm so happy right now, Rebecca. They also do the solo careers of Niall Horan and Harry Styles, which, of course, is why this podcast was recommended to me. 
Yeah. So first, my Harry Styles loving friend, Kara, told me I needed to listen. Then my Taylor Swift loving niece told me I needed to listen. And did I listen to them? No. This podcast has been sitting <laughs> in my podcast app for months and I have yet yes. to hit play. And you know why? It's because it felt like it was going to be a hard thing to listen to. As in like, okay. it's going to be, okay, they're going to talk about the song and then I'm going to have to pause it and be like, okay, now wait, what did that song sound like? What are they talking about? You know, like sure, I sure, felt sure. like I would need to do some effort maybe on the front end of listening and maybe yes. while listening. Mm-hmm. Meg, as a podcaster, you are going to be beside yourself with how amazing, how utterly amazingly they edit this podcast. There are sound clips from every song that they're talking about right there edited in post. They have any time that they say this song is reminds me of song fill in the blank. They do the comparison right there in the audio. Oh, wow. Amazing production efforts on that. Amazing I can't imagine how long it takes, yeah, to put together. I mean, we have all listened to a podcast that references something else. And we've thought to ourselves, I don't think I know who they're talking about, what they're talking about. For sure. They fill in the blank. And then you're like, oh, yes, I can hear that. Or like, oh, yes, I know that psalm. And even if you've never heard the song, you can be like, yes, I can see the comparisons. They do that with the songs that they're talking about as well. So like they'll play the audio clip of the lyric that they think is ridiculous or that they really love or that moment in the song that really hits them. The post-production on this podcast, it's just so good. It's so good. You're going to love it. I'm like, how has this not crossed my radar? I cannot (laughs) wait to push play. And this is actually timely for me for another reason. I have just decided to sort of take a break from my true crime podcasts. I need a little mental health break from all the true crime. But Rebecca, that has left a huge void in my podcast listening. And so now I know exactly what I'm going to do at that time. I almost have tears in my eyes. I'm so grateful for this recommendation. (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. Doing the Lord's work. Here I am. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to recommend this podcast to anyone who just really loves pop music, who really loves analyzing songwriting, who really loves pulling comparisons to like older songs, who really is just fascinated with pop culture. And then obviously, specifically, if you are a huge Taylor fan, Adele fan, One Direction fan, Harry Styles solo career fan, Olivia Rodrigo fan, if you have a love and appreciation for their work, then you can listen to just those episodes. I think you're just going to love it. So I started with the very first one for One Direction, and I plan to listen to all the One Direction. And then now that I've discovered how good it is, I cannot wait to get to the Harry solo career because those are the songs that I truly know, like in my bones. And I just, ooh, I just can't wait. But I'm forcing myself to like go <laughs> through the whole timeline in order first. Wow. That's showing a lot of restraint on your part, it I really feel is. like. It really is. Again, <laughs> the podcast is called Every Single Album. Binge this, baby. Before Taylor's new one comes out, you're going to love it. I cannot wait. You have absolutely made not just my day, not my week, but my whole month with this awesome of the week. 
I really do feel like you're just giving it to me. Okay, awesome's also you can go listen, but Rebecca brought this for me. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm shocked that like you have not heard of this. Yeah, I'm pretty proud too. of myself. I shouldn't be proud of myself. <laughs> the credit goes to Kara and my niece Hannah. They literally told me about this months ago. <laughs> okay, before we get into my awesome of the week, I'm going to give a little plug. Speaking of Rebecca and Harry Styles, some of you all who follow her on social media may know that last month she got to go see Harry in concert in Austin. And Rebecca broke down the whole trip and everything around it and her whole experience and all of the fun of it in our September edition of Awesome Overflow, which is a monthly episode that we give to our superstar awesomes. Those are the ones who support us on Patreon at $5 a month. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes just as a reminder. If you've never been a superstar before, super easy to sign up and you can hear Rebecca's complete rundown, which was a fantastic conversation. I'm still thinking about it, still gritting about it, Rebecca. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed analyzing it all with you. Yes. So fun. So fun. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week this week is a book, but it's actually more of a journal. It's called Burn After Writing. And it's created by a woman named Sharon Jones. And I think that it first came out in 2021. So maybe it's come across your radar. It was brand new to me. I just picked it up. And Rebecca, the whole concept of the book Burn After Writing, again, it's a journal, kind of. It's kind of like a diary, but it's just asking you questions about yourself. And you, in your own handwriting, write down your responses, which seems like a pretty simple concept. But one thing that I have noticed, especially after, not after, but kind of during and around our conversations around, again, speaking of our, our superstars, our superstar book club, where we discussed Tabitha Carvin's book, this is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch, is oftentimes, I think as women, we kind of lose track of who we are as we get into the mix of career and family and taking care of people, all of the care tasks that we take up and are assigned to us, sometimes it's easy to lose track of who we are in our essence, not just the roles that we fill in our lives, but who we are. And this journal, Burn After Writing, asks questions that are just for you to answer. They are not meant to be shared on any kind of social media. It's just for you to sit down with you. And they're just simple things. It'll be things like the smartest choice I made as a teenager. And then you fill in that. My life story in three sentences. And there's a whole section of just top five lists, just top five concerts I've ever been to, top five favorite, you know, blah, 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 fill in the blank. So it seems simple on the surface, but if you are somebody who just kind of has felt like, gosh, I don't even know what I would be as passionate about. Like I don't have a Harry Styles thing in my life. I don't even know what I'm into to even dig into finding a hobby, finding an interest, finding an obsession. Where would I even start? I think this book is so perfect for that. I have enjoyed it so much. And I wanted to mention it now as we're starting to talk about the holidays and gifts, because I also think this would be an amazing gift for anybody in your life, really. But you're hard to shop for, you know, 17-year-old niece, or maybe you get assigned a coworker at work that you don't really super know that much about anybody. And it's like $7. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's cheap. So cheap. $7 on Amazon. It comes in different covers. I got the celestial one because I do like stars and moons in the sky and all of that stuff. But there's all different covers, but they're the same questions. 
And I'm just super loving having some time. You can spend as little or as much time working in it as you want, but just like a start of the day or end of the day thing to open it up and just think about yourself, which I think a lot of us don't really make space enough for. I know I don't make enough space for in the day to just kind of contemplate who I am and what my life has been like, what my life story has been, those types of things. So anyway, again, it's called Burn After Writing. It is by Sharon Jones. You can find it on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes. Again, there's all different kinds of covers that make it lots of fun, but perfect gift for yourself or for somebody else in your life. This is a really good one. I love it. All right. Well, we'll put links in the show notes for our awesomes of the week. Of course, we always, always, always love to hear what is awesome in your life. And we do that on social media. You can come and find us on Instagram at Sword Awesome Show. Or please do, if you have never joined the Sword Awesome Hangout, you guys, this is the time of year. You need to get in now to get that community support before we really get into the thick of the holiday season. And of course, we also love to talk about your awesomes of the week over there. So come and join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. We would love to see you over there. We have so much to get you in the mood to be festive while being frugal this holiday season. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Now a quick break to tell you about one of my favorite brands, Cozy Earth. Thanks to Cozy Earth, Kyle and I have been getting the best sleep of our life because of their incredibly comfy sheets. And now they're making the comfiest loungewear in my life. Cozy Earth has developed and crafted high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. Cozy Earth women's loungewear is crafted from the same breathable and luxurious material as their bedding, and it offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering and elegant fit. Plus, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite list four years in a row, and they have a 10-year warranty on all of their products. They have all sorts of clothing to try on, tank tops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, joggers, even scrunchies. I've talked about many times on Sorta Awesome that I am very sensory sensitive, and so when I find a material that feels so incredibly good on my skin that it actually elevates my mood. You know I am here for it 100%. Our Cozy Earth sheets make me look forward to bedtime every single night and now you can take that same comfy, cozy feeling with you all day in the Cozy Earth loungewear. Trust me when I say this is loungewear like you've never experienced. Cozy Earth has nailed it with these incredibly comfy, cozy materials. And Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for you listeners. You're going to get 35% off site-wide when you use the code AWESOME. Go to CozyEarth.com and use code AWESOME for 35% off site-wide. All right, friends, I have a pretty well-documented problem with keeping up with my email inbox. But when I get an email from Rocket Money, I open that one up right away and I'm happy to do it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Rocket Money is the best discovery of my financial life. It has truly changed our finances for the better. I love their email updates because they let me know when there's been a big transaction or when money hits our account, or, and this is huge, if they have detected a new subscription, Rocket Money has got my back. The app shows you all of your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. I have a lot of apps on my phone. I'm sure you do too. And Rocket Money is one of the few that I 
actually use daily. I don't know how I ever kept track of our family's finances without it. So cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash awesome. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. And like I said, at the top of the show, we're talking about how to have a festive but also frugal holiday season this year. Lots of us are thinking about how our budget's going to work. And so we want to give you plenty of time to start thinking about how to do this before you're really in the thick, in the mix of December when everything needs to be done already. Rebecca, again, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but a frugal approach to life is something that you've been living and writing about for years. It's been a consistent theme on your blog, Simply Rebecca, right? Yes. I think it is something that kind of comes natural to me. I think part of it definitely is my upbringing and how my parents raised me. And I just kind of have a natural bent for it. So it's something that I just kind of enjoy. I think it's a little bit fun to see, well, how much money can I save? Sometimes that has been out of necessity. And other times it has been a privilege to be able to be like, oh, I got that on sale really good. I'm so proud of myself. But yeah, as different seasons of my life, we've had ups and downs in our budgets. I have always aimed to go towards the frugal side of things. Yes. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Let's talk about holiday food. I think that food can be one of those sneaky categories. We all are definitely thinking like, what is our gift buying budget this year? How are we going to do that? But holiday food between serving your family for you know, holiday dinner, also get togethers, gatherings, whether it's with your small group or the office group or whatever. I know lots of us, we have to really stretch that food budget when the holidays come around. So what are some of your ideas that come to mind when you think about frugal ways to do food at the holidays? Okay. So one thing that we have to acknowledge, right, is that tradition can be really big in holiday celebrations in general, but also specifically with food. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, it's not Thanksgiving without the turkey. It's not Christmas without fill in the blanks, grandma's special cookie, whatever it is. So, you know, you might have a little resistance to this, but yes, here are some suggestions that I have. So one thing that is tradition in my family is that our big main fun meal of the day for our Christmas celebration, we do as a brunch, breakfast mm. brunch. So the reason why I'm suggesting that as a more budget-friendly option is because, goodness sakes, breakfast food is always going to run you cheaper than the alternative. A really good option would be to look for an egg casserole recipe. Egg casserole is really simple and basic. You got eggs, you got milk, you got bread, and then you can sprinkle in cheese. You can add some meat to it, maybe some ham or sausage or bacon or not if you want to cut that expense. And you can prepare that the night before. I think the idea of doing like a big breakfast brunch thing is, oh, but that's like so much work right away in the morning. We want to be doing gifts or whatnot. But an egg casserole, you can prepare the night before and save yourself some time then in the morning. Yes. And, you know, pancakes, waffles. I mean, those things are going to be so much cheaper than like a big roast or something if you have your main meal be like an evening meal. So maybe think about the time frame of when you're having people over or how you want to celebrate with your immediate family on the big day. And then you do need to eat the rest of the day, right? <laughs> like you can't yes. just have brunch. <laughs> so 
why not have something special, but maybe a bit lighter in the evening, like soup and salad with some yummy bread. Or you can even have, if you're inviting people over, you could do a soup buffet, lots of different soup options. Everybody yes. bring us, bring your favorite soup and try a bunch of different things. The thing about soup is that you can stretch three chicken breasts in a crock pot of soup way further than you can stretch three chicken breasts that you're feeding just as like grilled chicken breasts, right? Yes. So it really goes a long way. I have a blog post that I'm going to link in the show notes. And the show notes on this episode are going to be jam-packed full of suggestions and links. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. But I'm just going to run through a blog post that I am going to have linked. These are my family's favorite soup recipes. So if you're thinking, we never make soup, I don't even know where to start. Here are some suggestions for you. Taco soup, also freezer friendly. So if you wanted to make it ahead of time, you totally could. Creamy chicken and wild rice made in the crock pot, or you can make it on the stovetop. Zupa Toscana soup. It is a spinoff from the Olive Garden's Zupa Toscana that they have. It is so good. Yeah. Also is freezer friendly. Cheddar broccoli potato. Vegetarian, you're going to save even more on that one. A beef vegetable soup. Such a good classic. Loaded baked potato soup made in the crock pot. It's soft. It's creamy. It's decadent. It's made with hash browns as the base, so it's so easy to pull together. I have another hearty potato soup. That one has bigger chunks in it, also super good in Whole Foods. Tomato basil parmesan soup, so good and good to give to people who are sick and everything too. A white bean chicken chili soup, also made in the crock pot. Chicken curry and rice soup. This is like you're taking your classic kind of chicken noodle soup, but you're making it curry and it has rice in it. Oh, it's so incredibly good. That sounds amazing. We'll have links to all those in the show notes, but just to kind of get your mind thinking that there's different options out there than maybe what you've been doing in the past. And if you're willing to experiment, (laughs) maybe keep these things in mind. Yes. Okay. I'm loving that. And I think it absolutely makes sense to think about how can we stretch things, right? I do think you are so right. And I was thinking about this too, as we were planning our conversation, that I will say I'm not a big traditions person when it comes to food. I'm open for whatever. However, I definitely have people in our family of origin, extended family, who do feel like it's not Christmas if we don't have this. So you can think about ways that you can still have that thing, especially like meat is so expensive this year. Right. So maybe if there's a person who just feels like it is not Christmas, if we don't have the whole huge turkey, well, maybe instead of doing the big turkey, maybe do something special just with turkey breast, get a turkey breast at the store and do something with that and then load up in different ways with different side dishes. Because truly, I know meat is so expensive. Beef is so expensive right now. So that kind of got me thinking too, you know, recently Kate Nixon Anania was on the show talking about more vegan or vegetarian inspired meals. And I think this could be a great time of year to experiment with that a little bit. If you're open to changing up your main dish, maybe you could go with something that is more like roasted squash based or mushroom or something like that. Again, different families will have different tolerances for that. I think that would be so fun. But there may be people around your table who do not find it to be that fun (laughs) because they really want, you know, like their traditional, especially meat inspired meal. But 
I looked on Pinterest and just skimming through Pinterest, there are tons and tons of vegetarian holiday dishes. Even if you just want to do like smaller servings of your family's favorite meat-based holiday dish, but then really go all out on the more plant-based dishes, it's a good way to save money and still make it feel fancy. You know, Pinterest can help you make anything feel fancy. That's so true. (laughs) So I'm thinking, look at vegetarian options, look at vegan options, especially if you can keep it more plant-based and not necessarily go with a meat alternative, because those can also be really expensive. But look at what vegetables are in season and work with those. I also think it would be really fun to do, this is kind of along the same lines, but take like an international approach. You know, lots of us in the past few years for holiday gifts or other gifts, or just out of curiosity, have done DNA tests, 23andMe, those types of things to see like, what's my actual background? What does my DNA say about our heritage? So maybe look at what countries your family connects with, has a tie to, and look at the food that's traditional to that part of the world or to that country. Because a lot of times, Rebecca, as you know, having traveled around, a lot of times people outside of the United States, they are not eating as much meat as we are. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) So you could kind of dig in and find inspiration there. And I think that would be maybe a new fun family tradition to start, especially if you have kids to kind of say, okay, we have, you know, like really strong heritage connection to this country. So let's have fun together. Let's research. Let's see what we can make as a family that connects us to our past generations. You know, think about international inspiration. Also, if you want to think about the past, but not leave the country, this is going to sound a little maybe melodramatic, but I do think it's still a fun idea. Think about what were our grandmothers, what were our great-grandmothers making for the holidays? If we think back to a time that was more impacted by the Depression era or one of the World War eras when people were really trying to do the best they could with what they had and still feel like they're being festive and celebrating, you can find all kinds of inspiration there. I was looking for a recipe that my mother-in-law, I think, had made in the past for vinegar pie. And when I was looking for that, I found this wonderful article at Taste of Home with all kinds of delicious Depression-era desserts. And they're like super simple, super frugal ingredients, but they make really fun desserts. So that could be even fun, especially if you do have holiday gatherings that you're going to or office parties or whatever. We've got to bring, you know, sweets for this, sweets for that. If you can find some of those simpler, more economically based recipes for sweets, that is a way you can trim out a little bit of your budget so you can put more money towards the big thing that everybody, you know, at the family gathering is like, we have to have this or it's not the holidays. So think back to the past. What were people doing in other times when they were feeling that money crunch? Such a good point. And one last suggestion that I would have as far as food is maybe you do have that big meat item that you always have and you're going to make it no matter what. Think about making a plan ahead of time as you're making your menu and your meal plan. Also plan how are you going to utilize those leftovers so that they don't go to waste and that perhaps Mm -hmm. you can turn those leftovers into money saving down the road. So maybe you do buy the big turkey for Thanksgiving. Maybe you do a big pot roast, but you can save those turkey bones. You can turn them into broth and you can stock up your freezer with broth for the next couple of months. You can take that turkey and 
you know, shred it, put it into casseroles. You can freeze it and use it later, but make a plan for it. You do a big pot roast, you're going to have some leftover. It might not be enough to like feed the whole family out of that pot roast for, again, another meal. But you take that pot roast that's leftover and you break it up really small and put that into your beef vegetable soup. And then suddenly you have plenty of beef vegetable soup to go around out of a small amount of leftovers. But the key for that is planning that out ahead of time. Otherwise, you're going to be tired. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to think, shoot, I don't have fill in the blank to make this thing for the leftovers. And you're going to end up just eating it as is and not really maybe getting your money's worth out of it or throwing it away. So make a plan ahead of time. So, so smart. And again, I think this is something that you can even bring the whole family in on as well. Or, you know, ask your mom, ask your grandmother if your grandparents are still alive for some ideas of how they have stretched things in the past. Again, it can kind of be a point of connection instead of feeling like another stressor that we have around the holidays. Okay, let's talk about activities, because again, I feel like this is one of those sneaky things in especially in the month of December, where it's like we got to spend a little here to do this and do that. Again, some things are going to be priorities for your family. Maybe there is something that you go do every year and it does cost money for yourself or for your family, but you just absolutely want to put your money towards that. That's great. And I think, Rebecca, that the whole point of doing things frugally is so that you do have the money for the things that actually are the most important to you, right? Yes, 100%. We're all going to spend money. It's about where are you choosing to spend the money? Yes, exactly. So let's kind of talk about activities. You have some ideas for some fun ways that you can do some activities that are meaningful with your kids or, you know, whoever else in your life that you're celebrating with. What are some things that come to mind for you? Okay. So first of all, I think there's tons of things that we probably are already doing that are traditions that we do every year that don't cost anything that we can lean into. Things like having a gift wrapping party with, you know, putting on the music and everybody helping to wrap gifts. Doing a sleepover underneath the Christmas tree. Lots of families love to do that. You will never find me doing that. But (laughs) (laughs) to each their own. Family movie night. We all have a million streaming subscriptions. Pick a movie off of a streaming subscription. Pop some popcorn. Make some hot chocolate. Instant family tradition. Another one that we have been doing for absolute years is reading Christmas-themed picture books at bedtime. Now, listen. I have a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 5-year-old. I am still doing this, okay? I am still going to continue to do this. And when I pull out the books that we've been reading for the last decade, my kids are excited about their favorites, even though they're like kind of too old for it, you know? It brings the littleness back into our kids. Let's not rush our kids into adulthood. If they will sit and listen to a book with their younger siblings, then let's lean into that. Kids just want to be kids. Let's not rush them out of that. So you might think my kids are too old. Well, maybe they are, but maybe they're not. If you don't already have a stash of Christmas or holiday themed books, Hanukkah themed books, Thanksgiving books, whatever you want, if you don't already have a stash to start this tradition in your home, get them from the library. And specifically, if you're looking for December holidays, you're going to want to get those books in November. Start thinking ahead because they're going to start to get picked through. But you can get those books and renew them several times. Read a different one each night. 
one thing that we did for the very first time last night, or not last night, last year, (laughs) is that we went on a Christmas lights scavenger hunt. Oh, fun. It was so fun. We often will drive around listening to Christmas music and just look at lights in the neighborhood. Or maybe, you know, you always have those some houses that just go all out. You go and you (laughs) seek them out every year or they have lights to music, you know. So we often will do that. But last year, for the first time, I got a printable from Heidi at startswith8.com. And she has different varieties of this printable that you can print out to several different styles, but then two different versions of each style. So that you have one that is for readers and one that's for non-readers. So everybody in the family can participate depending on their ages. So we gave everybody their little chart to check off and like a hard book or like a clipboard and a pen. And you can get hot chocolate, gather in the car, put on your PJs, drive around and look for where's a Santa Claus? Where's a Grinch? You know, and we just drove around until we found all these things. And it was so much fun. Again, you might think, are my kids too old for this? They're not. They're not. They're little. Keep them little. (laughs) It's so true. And just on that note, even my 15-year-old, even when we're driving around town, we've played the alphabet game for years and years as a family when we're driving. But even when we're just literally running errands around town, my 15-year-old will be like, want to play the alphabet game? And so we'll just start playing. I don't think that we can emphasize enough that even teenagers still like to be playful sometimes, even if they're kind of prickly on the outside. A lot of times on the inside, they just want somebody to give them a reason to be playful again. So yes, totally do it. Even if you have teens. Then one last thing that I found that would be a fun little tradition to do is to feed the reindeer. If you do Santa in your home on Christmas Eve, you can make reindeer food out of glitter and oats, and then scatter it in your yard. <laughs> this could also be so a fun neighbor gift or for people in the neighborhood who have families. Yeah. Or if maybe you teach Sunday school and you want to hand out a gift to everybody, it would be pretty economical to put together. If finding eco-friendly glitter is important to you, you can find that on Amazon. Of course, buying from Amazon isn't very eco-friendly. Let's ignore that I said that. But you know what I mean. There's options out there. <laughs> There's options (laughs) out there for biodegradable, environmentally safe glitter, if that's important to you. Then that's just so cheap. Glitter and oats, put them in a little baggie and it's adorable. It's so cute and so fun. I love that idea for a neighbor gift too. Neighbor gifts can be so fun and you don't even really have to spend that much money. It's just the thought that counts genuinely when it comes to neighbor gifts. And if you do have families in the neighborhood that also have kiddos, that's a super easy way to be like, here you go. And then it's also consumable in the sense nobody's eating it, but it's not taking up clutter around the house. 100%. 100%. I'm with you on that. Those are so great. And again, we'll put some more links in the show notes for you guys to go and check out. I would also love to hear from our awesome community. What are some activities that you and your family do around the holiday season that are either free or very low cost. And let's just kind of come together and give each other suggestions because there's a ton of great ideas out there that just are waiting to be discovered. So again, we talked about this at the top of the show. One of the biggest line items when it comes to the holidays, maybe the biggest, is going to be your holiday gifting. Rebecca and I have some ideas for you guys about how to keep that frugal, but still be festive. We're going to get to gift giving when we come right back. 
Hey, awesomes. I have been creating content in the online world for over a decade and I love it. I am so grateful. This is my job, but I do know one of the most frustrating things about creating content is how do you get it out to your people in a way that doesn't drive you crazy? You've created the content. Maybe it's for your personal use, or maybe it's for a school or a church group or a community. Maybe it's for your job. Then it comes time to post it to your website, share it to Instagram, send it to clients. But if posting your creation everywhere includes reformatting, resizing, redownloading, or re-uploading, you need Issue. You create once and then you can share it everywhere. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. There is no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once, distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is automatically optimized for engagement, and it's ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with the tools that you already use and love, like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And the best news, you can start using Issue for free. Try it out and explore premium features that offer a more customized experience. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code awesome. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code awesome at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off of an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code awesome. Okay, we're back. Like I was saying before the break, really the gift giving. Oh my goodness. Whether you're buying for just, you know, a small group of friends or a big family, it can take up a lot of your holiday budget. I have a couple of ideas. Rebecca has a whole list and you guys know that our queen of frugal has some good stuff for us. I have a few tips that are mostly things that have helped me in the past. One is use Kendra Adachi, the lazy genius, use her mantra of buy once, decide once, buy once. So I like to, at the beginning of the season, decide once and then buy in bulk for those little gifts, for like teacher gifts, neighbor gifts, office gifts, the little ones that add up and that you find yourself being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot. I've got to do this. And then you're running out at the last minute and you don't even have time to think about budget at that point. You're just grabbing whatever will work. Right. But if you decide once early in the season, then you can buy in bulk. And what I mean by that is then you go to your Costco or you order from Grove. I love to order teacher gifts from Grove because they'll have sets of hand sanitizers or lip balms, those types of things. You can order the set and then break down the set, whether you got it from Costco or Grove or Sam's or whatever, and then make it into little mini gifts that you can keep on hand for teacher gifts that you can keep on hand for those last minute things that you're like, I cannot believe I need to bring something for this. Even if you like to take wine to holiday parties, Go to Trader Joe's, pick one bottle of decently priced wine and buy a bunch of them and just keep them in the cabinet so that you can hand them out. I love, that's one of probably one of my favorite lazy genius tips is to decide once. And if you do it earlier in the season, like right now, then you can kind of tackle a budget beast before you actually get there. 
The other one that is a huge tip for me, <laughs> Rebecca, I feel confident you don't do this because I feel like you are very self-disciplined when it comes to budget. I have such an issue towards the end of the holidays when we're like right before Christmas. If I'm in a store, I'll start thinking like, oh my gosh, I didn't buy enough. So even if mm, I've already bought mm -hmm. gifts, if I'm in the store, I'll think, oh my gosh, what if I didn't get this child enough or, you know, whatever. For me, A, I try to stay out of the stores once December hits as much as possible. So I'm doing lots of pickup orders at Aldi or Target or wherever. So I stay out of the stores as much as possible. But the other thing that has helped me so much is I keep an actual running note in my notes app on my phone as I'm buying gifts, especially for the kids, but also nieces, nephews, cousins, those types of things. It helps me keep track of where I am on getting my holiday shopping done. And when I feel that panic of, oh, no, I didn't get Nico enough stuff. Trust me, you guys, he has enough stuff. <laughs> but I can open the note and be like, no, 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 no. We've already gotten him this, this, and this. Either I've spent all of his budget or he only has $10 left in his budget, whatever. It's right there in front of me. And it kind of soothes my anxiety brain to where I don't feel like I have to buy that one more thing. And then the budget is shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally write down gifts. There's something just so soothing <laughs> yes. about having it written down that you can see it in black and white in front of you. What is left to buy? What is yet to buy? What is planned to buy? It's really helpful. Yes. Yes. Okay. So those are my tips. You have a whole list for us. So I'm just going to settle in and let you take the floor on this because I need to learn from your expertise. Okay. Well, in some of these things we've talked about before, but we could all use a refresher. And maybe before when you heard this tip, it didn't apply to you then, but maybe it does now. So let's get going. First up, is the website camelcamelcamel.com. This website tracks the prices on Amazon over time. So how does it work? You copy and paste the Amazon URL for the product that you are interested in purchasing. You copy and paste that into the search bar at camelcamelcamel.com, or you can search by keywords. So for example, I searched for the super popular first Christmas gift idea that we have shared many a times, the hate pound and tap bench on Amazon. Camel 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 tells me that the current price is $25.38. The highest price was $31.99 on September 20th of 2020. And the lowest price was $15 on November of 2016. And then there's also a graph that shows the pricing over time of how it goes up and down. So you can use this information to decide if now is a good time to buy or you can set up an alert to have Camel 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 tell you when the toy hits a certain price and then they'll email you when it gets to that price. That's so great. That's so helpful because it, if you keep checking back, it's just like one more thing you got to keep up with. But they're doing the heavy lifting for you. Right. So right now it's $25.38 on Amazon. If you're like, okay, I'm going to buy that now because it's not the highest it's ever been great, go for it. Or you can set up an alert, say, hmm, I kind of want to know if this hits below 20. I'll put in mm -hmm. $20, maybe over Black Friday, it will go lower. And then they'll email me and I'll know, yes, now is the time to buy. Now, one thing I want to acknowledge is that camelcamelcamel.com makes their money through affiliate links. So if you click on their links to purchase your item, they're going to get a kickback for that. That's totally fine and acceptable. However, <laughs> if you want to support your favorite podcast, 
mm-hmm. you can instead, when you get that notification or when you search for the item, instead of clicking see on Amazon on their website, type in soretoawesome.com backslash Amazon and then search for the product yourself. And then we will get (laughs) the credit for that sale, which would mean a lot to us. Another way that you can save on items is by following content creators who specialize in telling you what those deals are and when they are happening. Two of my favorites, Jessica Turner, follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram stories are fantastic. Another one is Crystal Payne from Money Saving Mom. She shares a lot as well about sales. I also try to share about some good deals that I find from time to time. Sometimes you're going to find good deals shared by the Sword Awesome accounts as well. We greatly appreciate when you support your favorite content creators. It really does make a world of difference in our budgets. So thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. Okay. What else? Okay. So another tip I have is to spread your spending out throughout the year. Maybe that looks like buying those gifts in bulk in October so that then you have that money spent in October instead of November and December. You can also spread it out throughout the whole upcoming year. And I have two tips for how to do that. The first is experience gifts. So there's two different ways that you can give an experience gift. And I don't mean to talk to you like your children, but this is, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm just going to really break it down. So one is to spend the money on the front end by purchasing tickets or gift cards in advance and then gifting that on your big day. The second is to make the purchase at the time of the event, which is what I'm suggesting as a way to spread your spending out. And of course, this works best if you're going to enjoy the experience with the recipient. It's the difference between giving your nephew a gift card to the movie theater and taking your nephew to the movies. Right. Right? Yes, especially. Yeah, that's a great example. You know, there's a movie coming up that they're looking forward to that. Yeah, you can say, okay, and it's almost like an IOU for a gift of the future. Create your own voucher to give this thing. There's a lot of places on Etsy that you can actually order, like maybe little custom things that say like coupons like IOU for things, or you can just make one yourself and print it out or handwrite it. It really is about the gift and not about how you present it that really matters. And I will say that in the holiday gift guide for 2017, I gave a master's class in the art of experience gifts. Yes, you did. If you you are listening to this and you're thinking, I don't even know where to start in giving experience gifts or how to ask for experience gifts for my family, I cover all of that. So we'll have that linked in the show notes. So another way that you can spread out your spending throughout the year is by gifting subscriptions. Now, often you'll get a price break if you pay for multiple months in advance, which is one way to save. Or if spreading out the cost is more important to you, you can pay month by month. So real quick, rapid fire, a list of some subscription options. KiwiCo, they are arts and crafts or science-based kits for kids ages toddlers to teens well-loved in this house, and I believe in yours as well. They are a very popular hit. Book of the Month Club. You get to pick out a new book release each month, perfect for the book lover in your life. Gamefly. You can rent video games. You can pick out the next game that you want and add it to your queue. It works a lot like the old school DVD subscription service from Netflix. It's pretty much that, but with video games. And Casely, get a new phone case 
every month or every three months. They're high quality, durable cases, perfect for the teen or tween in your life who is obsessed with their phone case aesthetic. (laughs) Yes. And you know, they all are. (laughs) Of course, you can also give the gift of your time or your skills. And I think this is especially really nice to give to families or to give to people in your life who maybe have kids, have young families, giving the gift of babysitting hours. I cannot tell you how overjoyed I am anytime that somebody says, I will give you five hours of babysitting. Use it however you want, or we'll watch your kids for the weekend. You can also, in terms of giving gifts of skills, maybe you're not a professional photographer, but you know your way around your smartphone and you think you have an eye for it, offer to do family photos for somebody or take people meals, provide some freezer meals, or maybe do car detailing. If you're like obsessive about washing your car, why not offer to wash the car of your son-in-law, your brother, your wife, you know, just lean into what you know how to do. Because truly, I think things like that are almost priceless at times. It's like, oh my goodness, you're going to save me so much time, effort, or free me up to do some other things that I want to do. Anytime I've received a gift that was a gift of time or skill, I have absolutely loved it every single time. I totally agree. And I think that we don't even think to ourselves enough about how much we have to offer other people, especially if it's something that comes pretty naturally to us. Like you just mentioned, the thing about car detailing or car washing. I've known several people through the years who are like so, so, so into their car being immaculate. They do it because they like to do it. They have all of the tools. They know all of the techniques. I don't know any of that, you guys. But if somebody offered as a gift to me to detail my car, I would be like, I owe you my life. That would be such a meaningful gift. And for you, it might be like a couple of hours of your time. And to the recipient, though, it would be something so huge. So I think it's challenging sometimes, but really think about what is it that I do that's pretty natural for me that I like to do that could end up being really meaningful to someone else. And like you said, except for your time, it's kind of free. Right. And it's going to be received well. More than you think it will. Yeah, I think maybe the hesitation is like, well, but if I offer to like babysit somebody's kids, is that going to come across as like cheap because it's literally not paying me anything or, it's, you know, it's not costing me anything? Oh, no, that's amazing. I think they're going to appreciate it more than you think they will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. OK, so a family tradition that we have in our house around sibling gifts is that we do the shopping for sibling gifts at the store five below. This is a store that is throughout the country, but you know, you can look and search for the closest location to you. It's like a step up from Dollar Tree because basically everything's $5 or less. They do have some sections now, I think, that have some higher price points, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's better quality stuff but still really inexpensive. And they have a wide variety of things there. So it's a great place to take your kids to have them seek out gifts for each other. So in our family, each kid picks out a gift for their siblings. And then all together, they come together and join forces to pick out one gift for mom and one gift for dad. That cuts down on the budget. It also cuts down on us receiving 
things yes. that we don't want or need or yes. have things laying around. You know, you're not yes. maybe getting three mugs from our kids. We're getting yes. one mug. Right. And yes. of course, it's building those cooperation skills. <laughs> it's good parenting is what it is. <laughs> Truly. I mean, I love Five Below. My kids, I cannot emphasize this enough. All of them, the 17-year-old to the three-year-old, love Five Below. And a lot of it is kind of geared more towards kids and teens, although they do have, they have like a cute little home section that I'm telling you, I've picked up things there. They have tons of technology accessories, all kinds of fun and also kind of random stuff, but stuff that especially for sibling gifts, I think is so perfect or best friend gifts for your kids to go buy. I also love Rebecca. The stores are not usually that big. And so you can kind of pick one day. You're going to set some time aside. You're going to go in and you just like one and done. You go in, the kids pick their things. And if they're buying for grownups too, you can do it all right there. And then you can stay out of the other stores and not have to go try to navigate Target with all of your kids and they're picking like $50 things. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what we do. One tip I will have for you is that keeping things hidden from each other can be a little tricky. So try to remember to take a cloth grocery bag with you to kind of help conceal the yes. items. Because otherwise so there's smart. like panic. Oh, I don't want them to see what it is. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That is so smart. Take a cloth shopping bag with you. And then it's kind of part of the fun too. They're like being sneaky about it. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. going to get this and I'm going to stuff it. Yeah, so fun. Okay, so five below. It's a step up from Dollar Tree. but we cannot diss on Dollar Tree stocking stuffer options. Oh, so yeah. there are some quality things that you can get at Dollar Tree to help fill those stockings. Coloring books for kids and adults, stickers, glow sticks, craft supplies, calendars, face masks, notebooks. Then there's also some real quality brands that you can find at Dollar Tree like Crayola, they have a whole line of Dollar Tree products that you can get there that you know it's going to be high quality because it has that Crayola brand on it. Armor All, they sell these tiny car cleaning products, perfect to slip into a stocking. Betty Crocker has kitchen utensil line at Dollar Tree. That's fantastic. Everything in it is good. I especially would recommend they have these silicone tools, like a silicone coated whisk or like mm -hmm. a basting brush, other little spoons. Those are so nice and so good. And you know that they're not going to last forever. Everybody has a whisk in their drawer that's like all mangled and beaten up, right? I literally <laughs> yes. just threw one away the other day. Yes. I took a picture of it and I'm like, I am making the radical decision to throw away this whisk. <laughs> Why do we do this? Yes, I absolutely have utensils that have seen their better days a long time ago. <laughs> So that's just a few items that I would recommend looking for at Dollar Tree. But goodness sakes, there's so many more. There's lots of trash at Dollar Tree, but there's yeah. also some good things. So don't just immediately write that off. Yeah. And I think that too, stocking stuffers is totally one of the things to go back to spreading out the spending. Like you could go right now and start putting together stocking stuffers. To me, I always save those to the last minute. They're always for some reason, so stressful because it's a lot of small things. But you could decide one afternoon, I'm going to go hit up the good Dollar Tree in town and I'm just going to go ahead and start buying the stocking stuffers now and hide them in the closet. And that's done. 
you know, and I don't even have to think about it again until Christmas Eve. Okay, now let's talk about neighbor gifts, teacher gifts, coaches, whatever you have that would fit this type of category. When we first moved into our house, uh, we were broke. (laughs) And I really wanted to give neighbor gifts out around the holidays, but had little money to spend. And I stumbled across the idea of giving a two liter bottle of Sprite along with the message, may your Christmas be merry and Sprite. And thus began my tradition of pun related neighbor gifts. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, I know you love a pun and that is the perfect way. That's the thing. Like so much of these frugal gifts, it's in how fun you make it and doing pun related gifts. That's right up my alley for sure. So cute. I can't help it. I love puns and I think they're so fun. And I think they're perfect for this type of thing where you're trying to just give a gift of appreciation, but you don't want to spend like $50 on every neighbor. It just adds up too quickly. So here is a rapid fire list of affordable, consumable, because I think that's also important. You're not having stuff laying around. Pun gifts, all for your pleasure. And okay, let's hear it. (laughs) These are all things that we, the Hoffer family, have personally given. Gift wrap with the note, we hope you're getting wrapped up in the spirit of the season. Cute. Hand soap. Wishing you a holiday filled with peace, joy, and hope. But hope is crossed out and it says soap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I love that. That may be my favorite thing I've heard yet. I love it. Last year, we gave clementines or oranges with a note that says, Orange, you glad it's Christmas. You can do a Merry Christmas to all and to all a movie night gift. In the past, years ago, I did this with a microwave bag of popcorn along with a red box gift code. You can gift just a free rental on Redbox with codes. You can buy them in bulk and then write down all the codes and then you can pass them on to people. I think Redboxes have kind of fallen out of favor. I think they still mm-hmm. exist. But instead, for a more updated version of this, I would perhaps do... A DVD from the bin at Walmart where they have like all kinds of, you know, cheap but fun classics or even a small Amazon card with the intention of them streaming a movie enough to cover the cost of streaming a movie that maybe they don't already have and then give that along with popcorn and candy. So you could put with the Amazon gift card, stream your favorite film or stream the newest release on us. Merry Christmas to all to all a movie night. So cute. We've also done ice cream and we gifted those to our legendary neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's a, a little one. painful. It's a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. We bought a bunch of different kinds of ice cream and then whoever answered the door first, they got first dibs to pick out which kind of ice cream they wanted. And then we've also did big containers of peanuts, or you could do other kinds of nuts with the message, we would go nuts without neighbors like you. Cute. Those are so fun and so clever. And people, I think, just appreciate the mental time that went together, went into putting together a gift like that. So fun. One thing that we did last year for gifts, I think I said that last year we did oranges, but that was two years ago, actually. We did last year little stovetop potpourri gifts. So it's a little bit on the classier side, but again, a consumable. 
And those were really cute and fun to put together. The thing about those is that they can get spicy, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> they can get, Ooh, they, yes. <laughs> they can get pricey with the spices. <laughs> Fine cinnamon sticks, if you buy them in the individual, like the small containers, oh, that can get super oh, yeah. pricey. So what you want to do is look for buying those in bulk, and you might need to Definitely. shop around a little bit. So if you are interested in that type of a gift, start looking now as you're going to your grocery stores and seeing what types of bulk options do they have for those cinnamon sticks. For sure, yes. Okay, now my last tip. Okay, so these are all fine and dandy, but Frankly, there's some things that you're going to buy because you're just going to buy it, right? That's the Lego set that your kid really wants. You're not necessarily going to find a good deal on it. You're just going to buy it. So where do you get the money to buy it? Pay for gifts by decluttering now. It's a great time to declutter as you're going into the holidays. Everybody, I have seen so many moms especially be like, we have got to get these old toys out. We have too much. I can't even fathom bringing more in. So your motivation there is to clear out the house and it's a great time, an excellent time to post those toys for sale on Facebook Marketplace because other people are looking for really good ways to save this Christmas and they're checking Facebook. So declutter those items, take the pictures, post them for sale on Facebook Marketplace, and then take that stash of money that you get for those things that you've decluttered and use that to help pay for the new things. Like I said, it's a great time to look or a great time to post those toys for sale. Also, snow gear. If you can get yourself organized and check your kids' boots and snow pants and things now before the first snow hits, then you can have them for sale and ready when everybody else in your neighborhood is panicked (laughs) that they need those items. You are a genius. Literally over the weekend, Kyle and I were talking he was like, okay, who needs what winter gear? Because I was going to go to Costco. We look, we get a lot of our winter gear at Costco, good prices. And I was like, all of the boys, all three boys, the twins and Nico, they all need all new winter gear. They've grown so much since last year. And I didn't even think about it. But yes, the coats and everything from last year, they're in great condition because it doesn't get that cold here. They're right. in good condition. So I can get those washed up and listed. That is so smart, Rebecca. Thank you. Again, I feel like you're bringing these tips for me. (laughs) And of course, Facebook Marketplace is a great place to look for the things that you're also looking for, to save money and to find a good deal there. So you can sell your stuff there. You can buy your stuff there. And in episode 179, we did five clever clutter solutions. So that episode is the perfect thing for you to listen to as you're starting to sort through the things in your house, cleaning out closets, because not only are we going to give you decluttering motivation and tips and advice, but we also talk about what do you do with those things. And so it's in that episode where I go through lots of tips for how to post your things for sale on Facebook Marketplace and on eBay, if that's an interest for you. And so you're really going to be able to maximize your decluttering by listening to that episode, episode 179. Rebecca, you absolute legend. You had asked me before we started recording, you're like, hey, do you remember when I gave all those tips for Facebook Marketplace? And I was like, oh, I remember the conversation. I have no idea what it was, but you found it. Well, you know, (laughs) note to us as we're creating the show notes, if we talk about something, it's helpful to have it in the show notes. We did not list Facebook Marketplace anywhere. But yeah, of course, the word Facebook appears 
so many times <laughs> in our show notes as we're telling people where to find us. Oh, oh no. I, I, I can't believe you did it. it. I did you it. Found it. <laughs> That's amazing. We will save you guys the time and trouble and link directly to that episode. So you can go back, like Rebecca said, get all inspired to do your decluttering now. You will probably be amazed at what you find that you can absolutely sell locally and boost that holiday budget. You are so smart. I love it. Okay. This has been so good. Rebecca, thank you so much for bringing all of these tips. I mean, truly, like this is just so in your wheelhouse. And I love how you share your wisdom with the awesome community. And I know they love you for it. If people do want to find you for follow-up questions, comments, ideas, where can we find you all around the web? Well, my website is simplyrebecca.com, where of course I have lots of things shared throughout the years of frugal lifestyle tips. And we'll have lots of those blog posts also linked in the show notes. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram, specifically in the Instagram stories. And you can find me there at Simply Rebecca. Awesome. Thank you so much. You can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on social media. You can find this show by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are online. If you are talking about something that you discovered or you just want to share Sort of Awesome with your friends, give us a hashtag Sort of Awesome so we can find you on there. We'd love to see you over there. Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.